Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Postpartum Coach Podcast, where we embrace our needs as moms, we learn to lead ourselves first, then our families, and where we create our own healing from the inside out to find our way to the work we were meant to do in this world. I'm your host, a fellow mom of three and a certified life coach, Lizzie Langston. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode, episode 43, Weight Loss Postpartum. And I'm here today with a fellow coach, fellow life coach, school coach, and dear friend and fellow Colorado resident, Laura Conley. Laura, say hi. Hi, you guys. Oh my God. I'm so excited to be on the podcast. Thank you so much, Lizzie. You're welcome. Oh my gosh. We're so excited to have you. I know I speak for all of us when I say we are so excited to have you because I've had sweet postpartum mamas reach out to me to ask about body image and weight loss postpartum. This is for sure not my area of expertise as far as like when it's safe and stuff. I will be talking today a little bit, you guys, about my experience because I did lose just under 50 pounds um, about six months postpartum or so, and I had been done nursing. So I might talk a little bit about that, but Lara is the founder of The Yummy Mummy, and why don't you just tell us a little bit about how you got into weight loss and your story and who the heck you are, girl. Go for it. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, who I am is a mom of two. I actually am very postpartum myself. I have a six-month-old little boy, Phoenix, and a two-year-old daughter, Luna. Oh, my gosh. Um, the so- cutest name. Stop it. <laughs> it's like sun energy and moon energy, right? Yeah. So. Um, so I'm totally a mom first and a wife. Of course, I have a wonderful husband, Brian, who is, I always feel like we're introducing our kids and like never our husband. Yeah. He's amazing too. He's 37. Awesome. (laughs) Um, (laughs) not that you need to know his age, but anyways, (laughs) like when do we stop telling our children's age? Like, I don't know. But anyways, (laughs) so I'm a mom and a wife first and, um, about seven years ago, I became a coach and I decided um, in the last several years that I really wanted to focus on moms who had perpetually yo-yo dieted because ding, 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 <laughs> that was me. <laughs> like that was me for yeah. almost 20 years, which is like shock. It like almost breaks my heart to say that number, but um, I went back and forth. I was the girl that was on South Beach and then Atkins and then totally binged and went crazy on the weekends and then hired this nutritionist and then said that nutritionist <laughs> doesn't work and then hired, <laughs> you know, the trainer, whatever. But um, 
I didn't finally figure it out for myself until I balanced my hunger hormones, until I shifted my mindset, until I was willing to get accountable to myself. Um, And so I feel, I honestly feel like I cracked the weight loss code. It, It seemed like And I tell my clients this all the time, Um, five, six years ago, I would have told you that this was just my struggle, that this was just my thing. These were just the cards that I had been dealt in this life. And yeah, in in losing this weight. No, like I kind of thought like I would just always struggle with my weight. Like I just kind of had thrown in the towel and I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to always have this struggle. I'm just always going to go up and down with my weight for the rest of my life. Yeah. Whatever. I think and a lot then, of us, I think a lot of us can identify with that, getting to that place of like, you know what? This is just who I am, which we think we have to believe that. And we kind of take it on because of sadness, because of defeatedness, because of like, I don't know how. Yeah. Like sometimes I say it was like a practice in surrendering. But if I'm really honest with myself, it was, it it wasn't that it was from a place of like despair almost, which is Mm -hmm. so sad. And then, and I think so many of us identify that. And, and and I I do want to say, and this might be a little unpopular, but I, I love the body positivity movement and I'm all for it. But I think that sometimes, um, that movement is asking us to accept, um, our lifestyles and our bodies and unhealthy ways of eating and treating ourselves and just kind of putting a bandaid on the problem. And so I tried that, right. I was like, you know, I just, I'm just going to love who I am and accept who I am. And that didn't work. Like it just, it, it felt really inauthentic. And I was like, you know what? I'm not at my natural weight. This isn't like who I am. This isn't what my body is meant to be like, this isn't my homeostasis. Mm -hmm. And so that just felt fake to me. Um, Yeah. So, so, oh, I was just going to say, I know you and I have committed today just for the listeners. I want you guys to know we are going to address this specifically with postpartum, but we're going to address the fine line between when you decide to keep the weight and practice loving yourself and when to lose the weight, but do it from a positive place. And y'all get to do it however you will, however you want. But Lara is an expert weight loss coach for mamas. And so she's going to be telling you how she teaches it. And then I will share my story. And hopefully you can come away with what you want to take from it. And for sure, we will give you information to find Lara um, if you want to after our conversation. Yeah, I think you hit on such a, I think you hit on such a beautiful point, which is like, this is only if you want it, right? Like you don't have to, like you are perfect as, as is, right? Mm -hmm. But to answer your previous question, um, you know, I kind of thrown in the towel five or six years ago. I was, I felt exactly like you were saying, I felt defeated. I felt like it had won over me and Mm -hmm. It was, that was a huge bummer. Um, and then I had my daughter Luna and I was like, you know what? No, I was like, absolutely not. I am not, I will not pass this on to my daughter. I will not pass these unhealthy habits and perpetual ways of being and, um, behaviors. And I, so I was like, I, I like literally went on a mission to heal 
years of dieting, years of dieting drama and mentality and years of beating myself up and all of that. And I went on a mission to heal it. And the fact that I can talk to you today and tell you that I did heal it and that I overcame it and that, you know, I weigh what I want and I'm free from all that drama, like literally blows my mind. Like it still gives me the chills. It's like so cool. Yes. You are a walking example of your story and what is possible. You are reeking of possibility and belief. And that's how I like it. That's what, that's who I bring on this podcast are people who, are all into the belief. We want to be inspired, right? You guys, you've got to feel inspired in order to take change. So many times with weight loss, we are beating ourselves into changing. We are like, you know, verbally in our mind, we are trying to hate our bodies into changing. We are trying to change from a place of dislike. And what I've noticed through watching clients change their lives and through my journey of changing my life postpartum, and this is something Lara just mentioned, is like inspiration. You have to feel inspired. You have to have a why that is beautiful and inspiring to you. It doesn't mean that you have to love everything right then and there. And we're going to talk about how to work that process through, but um, inspiration is what makes you want to take action and love um, versus the negativity. Although you do take action from negativity, right, Lara? <laughs> it's totally, possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's totally possible to, like, for example, what I used to do and what my clients do, my clients at the beginning of their time with me, right? Like we might beat ourselves up so badly for a crazy weekend and then, you know, eat 800 calories every day. But the problem with that is when we take action from a negative place, we don't get permanent results, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's never lasting. It's what causes the yo-yo. It's like, it, it just, it will not work. So I teach my clients to take action from a place of love and acceptance and compassion towards themselves. And that's a skill that a lot of us have to learn. Oh, for sure. So worth it. Yes, for sure. Just like you have to learn what nutrition actually is, right? Because the food market, your, your weight loss and your health isn't in the best interest of food advertisers. And so you have to get educated. You have to sort through the noise and find the facts about what nutrition actually is. Same thing with what Lara was just saying. Would you? Yeah, I mean, I think that um, so much of the health industry, while while so much of it is amazing, there's so much of it <laughs> that wants us to continue to yo-yo because that's what keeps them in business, right? right. Like we have to keep yo-yoing to keep them afloat. Ooh, because interesting. Yeah. It's really, it's fascinating. Like if we don't go on the next diet or the next cleanse or the latest workout, like they're all going out of business. True. I have to say, I feel so fortunate that my first sort of crisis of weight where I felt quite heavy in my body and I wanted to change it desperately and not desperately from like a negative place, but like I can tell my body doesn't feel good like this. I feel the extra weight. I don't like it. I love my body and that's why I don't like it, right? And so um, again, and there's no shame, you guys, if you're not in that place. Like if you are just like really upset with where your body's at, that's what this episode's for. So please don't hear us talk about how important it is to be positive and shame yourself for being in a negative place. 
This is all about learning and education. And we are seekers of truth and we know you are too for listening. And we're going to bring you the truth. And so what I was just saying though, is I was so fortunate to have found Brooke Castillo and the Life Coach School at the time that I was trying to lose weight because her program cuts to the truth. It's not to keep her in business with you yo-yoing, right? She lost a ton of weight the healthy, good way, and she just teaches you her simple process. And for sure, there are many processes out there that could give you permanent results depending. There's a few factors there. But um, the way that I did it, and I think it's also the way that you teach it, Lara, probably. Give oh, or take. totally. Totally. I am so envious of you. Right? <laughs> like, I, where, where was Brooke when I was 15 I years know. old? Like, I know. I know. But <laughs> I, I, that's yeah. so awesome for you because I'm so, and I, that makes me so happy for you that you didn't have to like yeah. try this and then try that. It's like yeah. you just found her. I know. And yeah, that's pretty much exactly what I teach. I mean, of course, I, you know, put in some some other, you know, my own expertise flavor. And for sure. Yeah. Like I have a big background in yoga and meditation. So oh that my comes gosh, into yes. Love it. the picture too. But yeah. So yeah. So what I believe is that my negativity that God allowed and that I walked through with my postpartum depression is why I'm the coach I am today. And you, Lara, having that suffering in that 20 years with the yo-yoing is what makes you such an expert because you know what not to do. You know what doesn't work so well, right? Just like I do with postpartum depression. So on that note, let's move into the first question I think that we have to address, which is when is it safe or when is it dangerous or is it safe or dangerous for a mom who is postpartum and nursing, we'll talk about that first, to attempt a certain degree of weight loss? Yeah, it's such a good question. I had these same questions for myself when I had my first baby. Um, and of course, I'm not a doctor, so you need to always consult with yours first, right? Um, my, my answer on this is you will know. So if you can just take a moment to check in with yourself and listen to that inner voice, that still small voice, she will tell you because I knew with my daughter when she she was my first baby, I had these external pressures, right? I had the external pressures to be back working out at uh, six weeks postpartum to have my body back by the time I went into that first yoga class. Yeah. Like I'm a yoga, I'm a yoga teacher. I had this, which is so crazy. You would think, you know, all this mindfulness and everything would contribute to <laughs> mindfulness. But instead, I put this pressure on myself to like, be back teaching yoga at six weeks with my, you know, pre baby body. And that was just totally unrealistic. And when I sat with myself and journaled and really asked myself the the question of, okay, first of all, first, do I want to lose this weight? Yes or no. You've got to ask you capital Y, right? <laughs> and then um, is it time? Like oftentimes you're going to know and I think it's just really important to start slowly once you get that yes from yourself. You yeah. will know whether or not it's right or wrong. So okay. it wasn't time for me to start losing weight until I was, um, let's see, three and a half months postpartum. I, it just, it, it 
because of the circumstances that I was in with my daughter and where she was with her health, um, it wasn't time for me to lose weight. And so when it was time, it was easy when you're, you know, (laughs) walking both ways uphill, trying to lose weight when it's not time for you to lose weight, it's not going to work. You have to be all in. There's a part of this that does take, you know, commitment. And I don't mean commitment from like white knuckling and willpower. Starving yourself and and your baby. I don't don't mean, yeah, exactly. I don't mean any of that. Um, But I do mean that it takes commitment. You have to want to um, shed some of those pounds and from a place like we were talking about at the beginning, from a place of love and compassion. So when it was time for me, all I did at first was cut sugar. (laughs) And what's so crazy about that is I have so many clients that are like, oh, I don't know. I I think I need the sugar. You do not need refined sugar. (laughs) Yeah. Your lower brain will tell you that you do. Yeah. It's fine. Oh my God. Especially (laughs) at like 9.30 PM when, you know, the baby has been up. Yeah. (laughs) When the baby's been up seven times. Like I remember going into the pantry, um, postpartum, like, I don't, I don't know, whatever it was, two months postpartum or whatever. And I was like, wow, today was a doozy. But you know what? There's m and so everything will be okay. Yeah. And if you guys recognize yourselves in that, just know you're in good company. Like, we started there too. Lara started there. And if she's an expert lady now and she knows how to decondition her desire and even out her hunger more hormones, like, all it has to start with is a desire from a place of loving and caring for your body. And if you're not quite there yet, get some coaching. Come find either of us and get some help on your mindset around your body because for sure that plays an important role. Okay, before we move on, I just wanted to speak on this just a little bit. So when Lara said, you'll know it's time, I know you guys, I know the way you talk to yourselves and I know that there could be some of you who are like, no, I genuinely don't know. And that could be because you're in your head with the external pressures, like Lara explained, and you're thinking about shoulds and have tos, and you're not asking and being willing to listen to your body and how you feel. So in order to get to the place where you could possibly know that it's time, do some things to literally just connect with your body. Like one thing could be standing in front of the mirror naked and just being neutral about it instead of negative. Like there are my hips right? And just start to connect with your body. Another thing you can do is go listen to episode 42, which was last week on processing emotions and start feeling your feelings in your body and not in your head. And things like that are going to start to get you back into your body. I think postpartum specifically, there's so much pain in the body that we kind of move out of it and get up into our head. Um, just as a way to stay sane and, and to cope with all the healing, right? There's a lot of sadness or disappointment or even disgust sometimes related to our body. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And so um, I think this is where we could go next, Lara, is just talking about if you're talking to somebody who has a lot of negative 
energy around their body. Like they have a lot of thoughts around their body that are negative, but they want to lose weight. How do they build that bridge from being really negative, passing through neutral to possibly sometime getting to be a little bit more positive, a little touch of self-love with their body? Yeah, such a good question. So like we talked about at the beginning, it's so important to move, to be moving towards a positive self-regard, a positive self-image, but that does not happen overnight. That is a practice, a very worthy practice. And you mentioned for Castillo, our coach, our teacher, and she talks about the power of and. So I personally love the power of the word and. So you may be standing in front of the mirror or you may be getting dressed for the day. It may be if you're postpartum, it may be your Lululemon's and your favorite oversized sweatshirt, yeah. but you're still getting dressed and you're still putting those pants on. You may be having some thoughts like, oh my God, like I can barely even get my Lululemon's on. Jesus, like what's wrong <laughs> with me? Why can't I eat the way that I want to eat? Like I'm so gross. Like I can't even look in the mirror. I don't even want to see. I hate, you may even be like, I hate my body. So I'm not even asking you to take those thoughts away or to change them. All I ask my clients to do is just become aware of them and notice how those thoughts are making you feel. So like, I hate my body. I shouldn't, um, I shouldn't have this pooch right here. Um, the way you just said pooch was fantastic, by the way. Pooch, pooch. <laughs> well, I literally just stole that from a client because she literally <laughs> just told me that today. Um, <laughs> she's like, I shouldn't have this pooch right here. Like I had a flat stomach. I want to look like this is what my clients tell me. And I understand they said things like, I just want to look like I didn't have a baby. <laughs> and how did, how do they feel? Isn't this just a simple that? request? Like, can't I just yeah. look like I didn't have one? What's the problem yeah. with that? <laughs> can't you just can't you just put me on a cleanse and it'll be okay? Like yeah. what is happening? So um when it comes to things like that, like how do you feel when you think I I just want to look like I don't have a I didn't have a baby? You probably feel like you were saying, Lizzie, like disgust or shame or negative. Sometimes we can't even put our finger on the feeling. Yeah. So I just want you to sit with that. Like you are creating that feeling by that thought. Yes. Now, and that's it for right now. I mean, I'm going to go into it a little bit more in, in a moment, but step one, just, can you just notice what you personally are thinking about your body? And I want you for the first couple of weeks to actually go to the negative, to actually go to your lower brain and to actually unearth all the crazy that is being said from your lower brain yeah. to you. When you say because, unearth it, you mean like journal it or something? And Yeah. So you could totally journal it because I love teaching um, my clients the practice of journaling. I also love the analogy of, and I know a lot of us in the coaching space are using this right now, but it's top of mind because I use this with the client that was talking about her pooch today. <laughs> um, but you guys are probably familiar with Marie Kondo, right? And she has you 
literally take out your entire closet, like take out all the contents and put all the clothes from your closet in a huge pile on the floor. And that's what I want you guys doing with your thoughts about your body. So I want you dumping them onto a piece of paper or just becoming aware aware of them when you're in front of the mirror and taking each thought and holding it, like not actually holding it, but <laughs> looking at it and holding it, holding space for it and noticing, do you want to keep it or do you want to get rid of it? Same thing with Marie Kondo, right? You hold the sweater and you're like, does this spark joy? Is this youthful? Does this serve me? Yeah. Same thing with, oh, I wish I could just have my pre-baby body back or, oh God, this is disgusting. I never used to have a role right here. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, do you want to keep that thought? Like, is it serving you? Yeah. How is it making you feel? Now, and so, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I just want to add to that, right? My people, all those of us that are in postpartum and we're in a very negative space, like depressiveness, just negativity around our body, or even other things. Like, typically, when you do something like this and you find those thoughts, you're also going to have negativity about those thoughts right? You're going to see the thoughts and be like, oh my gosh, look at all these negative thoughts. I'm never going to be able to lose weight. And I know, I know us, I know us, we do this. So I just want to say, yeah, go ahead. You go ahead, Lara. Well, this is where the power of and comes into play, right? So, so see those thoughts and then can you add an and? So for example, I never used to have that role there. I hate that role there. And you know what? I just had a baby. And I rocked it. And Ooh, you know I what? like that. That's bo- the power of and. Give me some more. Do some more of those. Okay. <laughs> so, okay, I'll give you a, an example, like, um, from my own personal practice. Okay. And, well, I just said and like I was going <laughs> to say was something cute. profound. <laughs> and oh, here and it is. So powerful. Yeah. So I, I would be like, I can vividly remember having just had a baby maybe two, three months postpartum and I had gotten out of the shower and I had been, I was like bending over and my, my rolls were just (laughs) seemed like they were endless. (laughs) Right. And I was like, God, that's so disgusting. And then I was like, and you know what? You just had a baby and don't you dare like this was a this was a profound moment for me don't you dare talk to your body like that anymore you had a baby she is a miracle like she is something that you wanted for a very long time don't you dare beat your body up for looking like this this was a vessel and so for me and honestly this works for my clients this works for my clients that have like seven-year-old kids i'm not yeah. kidding you this was a this- vessel i love what you just said that this yeah, is a vessel. This was, this was a vessel. This was a miracle worker. Okay, wait. This- I have to pause you there. That is so beautiful. I think we get a little greedy sometimes as moms. Like we we have the mistake of thinking postpartum that like it's our body. Like it is your body, but you also just shared it. So it's going to mm-hmm. look like a body that's just been shared. And you, yeah, totally. <laughs> and if you're nursing, you're still sharing it. It's gonna still look like it's being shared, especially uh, yeah. as those boobies droop. Like it's being shared. 
Oh my god. Okay, Lizzie, I have to tell you one thing that my son <laughs> does right now. He's still nur- he's nursing. Mm-hmm. And you know what he does? He nurses. So he's like sucking on my boob, but at the same time he takes his hands and he pushes my chest away. So he's making my boobs longer and saggier <laughs> than they already is because he's sucking on one end and then pushing me in the opposite <laughs> direction. So I'm like, "What are you doing to me? Why are you like a little, like a little kitten. You know how the kittens do that to their mommy. That's so. Oh funny. my god, do they? I don't know. I don't think I've ever. Oh my gosh, how like funny! Nursing, but anyway, right. sorry. Well, no, I was just gonna tangent. say. I was gonna say there's a level of empowerment, and maybe it'll feel negative for you. So you can try this on, take it or leave it. But there could be a level of empowerment when that comes when you realize and just remember, like I chose this, I wanted it. And so it's not something that just happened to you, right? When you look at those roles or whatever you it is about your body that you're not liking and you're perceiving, this is something that you created by choice and this is part of the choice of having a baby. Sometimes we separate mm-hmm. the two and we're like, no, 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 baby's out of me. So like, let's get rid of this. But this is part of baby having been in you. And the more you can associate what's on your body with having the baby, I think it's a little bit more of a peaceful place. Yeah. And I love what you're saying. We're so not done with sharing our body, even if we're not nursing. Like, let me be very clear. Like some of us are not nursing, right? Like we have the baby and then we are not nursing. So we're not sharing our body anymore. But in so many cultures, this is crazy. I learned about um, this idea called the mama baby. I don't know if you've heard of it, but in many, many cultures, they have a word that is something like mama baby. And the culture refers to the mother and the baby as one for a period of time after birth. Mm, Yeah. And so I just think that that speaks to your point, which Mm -hmm. is like, we're still sharing, um, you know, not to get too woo woo on you guys, but you know, we're still, even if we're not nursing our babies, we're still sharing a space and experience, a space and an experience, even once that cord's been cut. Totally. Um, so yeah, I just think it's really important to honor your body, um, postpartum for, for what it's done and. I mean, it it really is a total, total miracle. And that was just a huge shift for me when I was like, when I was like, don't, don't you dare do this. Don't, don't you dare. Like you just, you just brought this baby into the world. Like it, it really was like, don't beat yourself up. Like you, you're perfect. This is exactly what you're supposed to look like. And of course my, my lower brain wouldn't still want to offer, um, thoughts that were not rooted mm-hmm. <laughs> in acceptance and love and peace, but it was my way in. It was my way into um, the path of really, truly loving my body and setting myself free from the shame. Yeah. I was just going to um, kind of wrap up this point, And then I do want to touch on your three tips that the three takeaways we talked about. Um, but when we were talking in last week's episode, you guys, if you haven't heard it, please go listen to it. I just did a webinar on it today. It was so powerful for the moms that were there processing emotion. It's going to help your life postpartum. But one thing we talked about is that, um, the intuitive thing to do when we want to be more in control of emotion and when we want to stop feeling it is to like run from it and resist it and push it away. We think 
that that will help us feel less of it. And it feels like power, but actually it's disempowering because now we are running and we have to be running from the emotion or else we have to feel it. And it's like we, we position the emotion as having so much power over us. And I think it's like that when we think about our bodies and there's something that's just on our body, it's just there. And then we have a thought about it, like that's disgusting or that's unacceptable, or this needs to go automatically. Now our body, which just is, it's just this neutral being and organism in the universe all of a sudden now it it has this power over us not because it does have power but because we gave it that power through fighting against it and so Byron Katie is kind of a hero in the life coaching space and a good thought leader and she talks about loving what is when we fight against reality when we fight with what's real and what's present and current including our weight including our body just the way it is we lose 100% of the time. And that's okay. You can always fight with it and you will always lose. And I think that sums up what Lara's work is and what her journey has been very nicely. It's just like when we fight, we lose and we totally can fight. It feels powerful. It feels intuitive, but the counterintuitive is where the power power is. The counterintuitive with weight loss is accepting your body. And then the weight comes off because when you're working with positive emotion, you make better choices around food. Totally. It's so good. I think what you're also um, articulating so beautifully is um, a lot of us should on ourselves. So that's another way to kind of figure out, like if you can find the word should in the thoughts that you're having around your body, you're probably arguing with reality, which is what Byron Katie talks about when she says exactly what you're saying, Lizzie, you'll lose every time. So if you're shooting on yourself, if you're saying, I shouldn't look like this, I should be able to fit in these jeans by now. Um, You know, I should look like my friend who had a baby the same time I did. Anytime, anytime you find a should in your brain, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, you're arguing with reality and you know, you're going to lose every time. Yeah. It's always going to create negativity. Yeah, totally. And, and so anytime you find a should, there's an opportunity for acceptance um, and for loving what is, which is, again, exactly what Byron Katie teaches. And it is counterintuitive, you guys. So I know those of us that are stuck in the negative, we are fighting. We are fighting with what is. And we do that because it does feel like power, but I just want you to know the truth. When it comes to weight loss, it's all about uncovering the truth. The truth is it's not power. It's disempowering you. And work your way towards positivity. And it will be a journey. And you may need coaching. And it's likely that you will because your lower brain wants to keep you where you are while your higher brain wants to get those weight loss goals done. So there is this tug and pull. Okay, so now we're going to move into the takeaways for today. Um, The first point of education that Lara and I decided is absolutely necessary. The thing that nobody is talking about unless you come to the life coach school. I could, I shouldn't say nobody, but it's definitely not the sexiest topic. It's not the shiny topic that's going Mm -hmm. to draw people into a program for weight loss. And yet it is truth that once uncovered is the key to success in weight loss. Besides everything else we've talked about, which is being positive and working with positive emotion, which is balancing your hunger hormones. This is what I learned about when I lost my 50 pounds. Um, it's so much less about losing weight as it is about 
understanding these hormones and where they need to be in order for your body to release weight and to pull from its fat stores and use that weight. So let's talk about it, Laura. Go ahead. Yeah. So balancing my hunger hormones was was really huge in me cracking my own weight loss code. Mm -hmm. If calories in, calories out worked, (laughs) which is basically what everyone else is selling these days and through the 90s and the 2000s and whatever, we would all be thin or we'd all be at our natural weights, right? And let me tell you, it doesn't work. I tried it for 20 years. doesn't work. Calories in, calories out does not work. Okay, wait. So So what I hear you saying is calories in, calories out is a recipe for short-term quick results and putting the weight right back on. That's what I hear you saying. Is that what you're saying? 100%. Okay. Yes. Just be quick. And and probably feeling miserable. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Restriction. Right? Because like, oh my God, I would be eating like 850 calories and counting every single one. And yeah, it was just a recipe for disaster. So So I can just hear the question. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I can just hear the questions if people are like, wait, but if if you can lose weight by eating plenty of calories, like how is that possible? And the answer is- the answer is your hormones levels getting yeah. down. Like it blows my mind, you guys, that I eat real food and a lot of it and I lose weight. I'm like, like I said, I'm still losing my baby. You're six months postpartum time. right now and you're losing weight. Yeah. So I have a couple more pounds to go. And it How much weight have you lost? I'm asking mm-hmm. the questions that are in people's heads right now. Oh, so. I've lost 20 pounds. Oh, okay. let's see. Well, okay. There's that first like 15 pounds that kind of come. For me, right? Everybody and everybody is totally different. So yeah, yeah, me, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, tell know. us the good stuff. We want to know. All right. So you've lost uh, 15 pounds? No, no. Actually, no. I've lost way more than that. So I I got pregnant at like 120. I went into the hospital and had the baby at 160. So I gained 40 pounds and now I'm at 130. So I have about 10 more pounds to lose. I've lost 30 pounds, but like 12 of those pounds were just like easy baby pounds, you know? Okay. But well, the crazy thing is I came out of the hospital. The first day I got home, I weighed like 153 or something. I'm like, wait a second. My baby was like seven and a half pounds. What is happening? Anyway, okay. wait, I have crazy to, fluid. two seconds. We have to talk about this. Like when I think about weighing myself, like immediately, negative emotions come up. And that's just mm-hmm. me. And so it doesn't sound like that's the experience for you. Like it sounds like you weigh yourself and it's not like this terrible experience. So can you just like, I know it's a divergent tangent thing here, but we have to talk about oh, it. It's so important. Yeah. It's can you so just important. talk about like the scale experience and what's happening there for you? Like, how do you do you that? Want me to, it sounds, you want me to talk about, you want me sounds, to talk about scale, you want me to talk about scale jail. Don't you <laughs> everybody puts themselves in. <laughs> for Literally. sure. You just don't so, sound like you're in scale jail. You sound like no, you're I'm in not, scale <laughs> neutrality and whatever heaven. So, yeah. no, I'm not in scale jail. Like, oh my god, this <laughs> is gonna so sound funny. so obnoxious. Like, literally, I mean, you guys know I have two little kids. A lot of you guys have little babies, and waking up in the morning is hard. I'm excited to wake up in the morning and get on the scale. That's what gets me out of bed right now. Uh-uh. It's so obnoxious. But so anyway, it's just fun to see the progress. Okay, so finishing like, but let me talk about the scale. Yeah. So the scale is a beautiful mirror, if you will allow it to be, because it will show you 
all of your thoughts. Sometimes the thoughts that are keeping us in shame and self-hatred are very, very subconscious and we can't even see them, which means we cannot change them, which means we cannot change our habits and our results. So when you step on that scale, I do advise my clients to let all the negative BS come up and to look at that. Now, here's the deal. Lizzie, I'm sure you've taught your audience this. The scale, nor any other neutral circumstance, nor any other external thing can cause a feeling. The scale cannot cause shame for me. What happens is I step on the scale. It says 146. I was hoping to be 142. And then I have a thought crap, I thought I was going to be 142. Oh my God, I'm 146. I'm so fat. Oh my God, that sucks. I did so well yesterday. What's wrong with me? And then I feel like, I mean, name. yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. Totally. So I decide now and I have my clients decide, what are you going to think before you step on the scale, no matter what that scale reads? Um, So it's just a beautiful mirror, a beautiful, even like kind of microscope into your brain as to like, what are your, what are you thinking? And so again, it goes back to that Marie Kondo thing. I, I'd like my clients to get on the scale so that it does bring up the drama so we can clean it up and move forward. And the scale can just be an amazing tool and measuring device. It's not perfect. No, of course, like, especially, um, for your postpartum audience and for my clients that have tons of hormone fluctuations when it comes to like sex hormones, not just hunger hormones, the scale can reflect some hormonal stuff too, but it's still overall in the big picture, a great way to measure in my, in my belief. That was like Um, the most beautiful explanation. Uh, Your expertise is just so high. Like I can't even recommend enough. If weight loss, you guys is what you like want to hone in on and focus on. And that's where all your negativity is. Like, please go find Lara. This is amazing. Yeah. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. 
Okay, so we have to go back to hunger hormones because I promised and because it's to- totally the key to everything, but we'll make it kind of quick. Just tell us the most important things. Yeah. And then we're going to go to your three tips. Yeah. So the hunger hormones is part of the three tips. So it's a perfect segue. But like I was saying, it's just shocking to me that I can eat real food and a lot of it and lose weight. And the reason I can do that is because my hunger hormones are balanced. You guys are probably like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, what is a hunger hormone? (laughs) So the three main hunger hormones that I teach my clients about and that I balance with my clients is insulin. So insulin goes up every time you eat. Insulin goes exponentially higher when you eat processed foods like refined sugars and refined flours. Now, when you spike your insulin, you start to store fat. So many of us don't know that insulin, like we just sort of hear insulin and we just think it's like related to diabetes Diabetes, or it's like brings us back to like 10th grade biology. we We don't really know anything, right? But insulin is a storage hormone and its job is to store energy. And if we have a surplus of energy, its job is to store fat. But so we don't, we don't want so much insulin in our system because that means we're storing fat and it means we're blocking ourselves from using fat as an energy source. When our insulin is high, we're not able to burn fat. So this is why like six meal, six small meals a day does not work, right? If that worked, then again, we'd all be thin, but for most of us that Sorry, Go ahead. one thing I didn't understand. So you said when our insulin is high, we can't burn fat. Tell me about that. Like if the insulin level is high, then it doesn't go get the fat stores from your long-term fat storage and use them? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So like when you're um, in between meals, like say you eat lunch at 12 and then you eat dinner at 6. Um, if you stop eating lunch at 12.30 and then don't eat again at 6, from 1230 to let's say like 233, your body will by be digesting and using that food for energy. Then at like 3, 330, your body doesn't have any more food to use. So it'll use your fat stores for energy and you will start to burn fat, which is how we lose weight. That's how we lose fat. But okay. if you're constantly eating and you're constantly eating um, highly processed foods, your insulin will spike higher than it's meant to. And it will constantly be be storing fat. Like it'll just be released into the blood and storing fat, storing fat, storing fat. And it will be blocking you from using fat for fuel. So I'm trying to get all of my clients hormonally balanced so that their bodies can use the fat on their bodies for fuel so they can lose weight. Okay. I love this. I remember when I was doing this weight loss, I was a little bit nervous about this. And if you're nursing, you might have to like play with this a little bit. And that's where Lara's expertise would come in. But I remember being like, wait, but I'm just so used to like, if I'm hungry, I should eat. And if I don't eat when I'm hungry, then I'm neglecting my body. But what I learned is that hunger is a signal from your hormones And if our hormones are imbalanced, we're going to feel hungry actually more often than we need to be eating, which means that sometimes hunger signals are a little bit mixed up. And then, um, if you're always just answering hunger signals with food, you're not giving your hormones a chance to get to the right levels to where it's your body's going to use your fat. 
Yeah, totally. So if your insulin is, um, is spiking all the time because you're eating processed foods like mm-hmm. refined sugars and refined flours all the time, mm-hmm. um, what's going to happen is you're going to start to screw up your leptin and your ghrelin. And those are uh, the hormones that are responsible for telling you when you're hungry and when you're full. Yeah. So I a remember- lot of times my... Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I remember when I learned those names, leptin and ghrelin, I like imagined little elves, like they sounded like elves to me. (laughs) Yeah. Especially ghrelin, right? Yeah. Ghrelin. Like gremlin. Ghrelin is the hormone that's like responsible for telling your body when you're hungry. It's like a little, I I, like visualize it like you do, like a little gremlin actually. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like grouchy gremlin just whining about being hungry all the time. (laughs) Yeah. And so you don't actually know if you're if you're truly hungry and you truly need food until you actually balance your hunger hormones, which is why I have a huge problem. Again, this might be unpopular, but I have a huge problem with the intuitive eating movement unless your hormones are balanced because it's not actually intuitive. If your ghrelin is telling you you're hungry every hour and a half, it's just your ghrelin is imbalanced. That's all it is. It's not your intuition. So then the question my people are like, well, then how do you balance the hormones? How do I do that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so (laughs) why are you laughing? I'm like, I'm laughing because I feel like now I can start to hear your people. So let me answer the question. And then I have a follow-up answer to it. (laughs) So this is the way that you begin to balance your hormones. It's not a quick fix. It's not overnight, right? It takes a couple of weeks. It could even take a month or two. But I always recommend my clients going no sugar, no flour, or one or the other. So sometimes I have clients that are like, let's start slowly. And some clients are like, let's go all in. Now, when I say no sugar, no flour, um, I work with the client to, again, decide their level of comfort, right? Because I don't prescribe anything. We come to a decision together based on their unique bodies and their unique histories and their unique, you know, medical profiles and all of that. Um, So it doesn't mean no sugar, no flour forever. That's what I really want to hone in on. Like, this, this doesn't mean you're never going to get to have your favorite cupcake or you're never going to get to have that grilled cheese sandwich or whatever it is. It's just <laughs> like for the majority of the week, can we set that aside so we can balance your hunger so that you can feel like you, so that you can feel energetic, so that you can get a better night's sleep, so that you can get all the benefits that balancing your hunger hormone hormones offer. Yeah. So I have to say, um, um, when I did, when I did this, I went off the flour and sugar. I was nervous, but I was committed and it was just me. It wasn't like I was talking to people about it. I was actually living with my in-laws at the time and sharing a fridge with them. And so like people could see what I was doing, but I didn't, I don't know. It was just like quietly going about kind of figuring this out. And I actually remember a moment when I created a new snack, it was like an apple with cream cheese, and then cinnamon sprinkled on top of it. And it was within my protocol. There's no flour and no sugar in that. And it was delicious. And I was like loving it. And it was so good for my body. And I have to say, like, 
it is challenging. It's for sure. Like it can be, I I think it should be probably because your hormones are going to ache at you a little bit. You're going to feel that gnawing hunger for a bit when you're transitioning to balanced hormones, but it's so worth it, you guys. And I remember after I didn't need the protocol anymore and I decided to eat, you know, some flour and sugar occasionally, um, because I, I'd lost all the weight I wanted to, like, I want you to imagine that place. Um, it was so empowering because anytime I want to lose weight, I know exactly what to do and I know I can do it. And so if you can just do it that first time, like for sure work with one of us, I would say if it's weight loss specific, for sure work with Lara, but, um, it's just such a confidence building thing too. Like there's, it's not just losing the flour and the sugar. I know that's where our brain goes. It's like, oh, our lower brain's like, no, but it, it, there's so much you gain as well. Not weight, but you do gain so much like confidence (laughs) and, and just like ability to create recipes. It's so cool. It's so much more about like, again, we were talking about this before, but it's so much more about who you become. Um, by honoring your word to yourself. And so, you know, I say no sugar and no flour, but all of my clients have a joy eat every single week that includes sugar or flour and they still lose weight and they still have balanced hormones. And then what I, what I offer and what I teach and what we're going to go into in terms of the other tips, um, supports giving up sugar and flour for the majority of the week. So it's like, you don't just give it up and then that's it. There's so many tools that you put in your spiritual toolbox, so to speak. Yeah. So that you're supported as oh my you gosh, move yes. through this. Okay. I have to just speak on that for two seconds. And then I want you to tell us your tips. Um, when I did the weight loss, I couldn't agree with that more. And I kind of didn't remember that until you just said that, but I was filling my mind with knowledge about hunger hormones. Mm. I did like a, it was Jody Moore. She had a weight loss program as part of her monthly subscription or something. Anyway, she's one of the life coaches from the life coach school and she filled my mind with knowledge. And so I was not just changing my diet dramatically, I was also thinking very differently about the foods that I was no longer eating because I was empowered with knowledge of what flour and sugar do to my insulin. And so, yes, I felt the gnawing hunger. My hormones were, you know, mad at me, whatever. My lower brain had moments, but I also understood why I was doing what I was doing. And I think knowledge is totally key to the power, um, to get, Oh my God, it helps me so much. Yeah. So tell us your three things. Okay. So the first thing we just talked about, no sugar, no flour, Mm -hmm. put yourself on that, try it for a month, see how it goes. Give yourself a weekly joy eat. Tip number two is decondition your desire. Okay. So we think there's two options when it comes to the cupcake, right? (laughs) Option one, eat the cupcake. Option two, use willpower and resist against the cupcake. Or throw it out of the house. (laughs) Yeah, or or dump like salt and vinegar all over it, which is something I used to do, which is so obnoxious. But anyways, so I just like put it in the trash, but putting it in the trash didn't actually work. I had to like put something disgusting on top of it so I wouldn't eat it. That's like back in my dieting yo-yo days. Awesome. But there's a third option, which is allowing the desire to be there, allowing the cupcake to be there and not answering the desire. And so this is a practice. And I want you guys to start practicing this. If you need more help on how to practice allowing versus um, resisting, 
come, come see me. For right? sure. And we can to- totally work on it. But this is, you know, the secret to life. If you can't allow the desire to be there without answering it, you will decondition your desire and the cupcake might as well be a freaking red bell pepper sitting there on the counter, right? Yeah. You're not going to eat a raw bell pepper at 9.30 p.m. Yeah. And I'll so, just give you a hint and a clue just from my experience. And I'm assuming Lara would agree with this, which is that it's all in your thoughts. So like if you think about it, desire is a feeling. It's an emotion. And so we can think new thoughts about the cupcake. We have to make sure we believe them. We can't just tell ourselves stories and be like, no, that's BS. I just want the cupcake. It looks amazing, right? We have to actually reconceptualize the way we think about what's in that cupcake, what it will do in our bodies. That's kind of getting warmer, right? That's what you're referring to? That's exactly right. And Yes, I win. (laughs) Yeah, A plus. (laughs) So just to wrap the deconditioning of desire tip up in a pretty bow, I'll just tell you what it looks like for me. When I used to see the cupcake, I'd be like, oh my God, no, the cupcake's not there. The cupcake's evil. Oh my God, why does my husband even have the cupcake in here? I hate him. He knows I'm on a diet. That's what resisting the cupcake sounds like. Yeah, if you're mad at your husband, you're resisting the cupcake. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Totally. And now if I see the cupcake and desire arises because I'm thinking, Ooh, I would love to have that cupcake. I say back to my brain. I talk to my brain, just like I talk to my two-year-old. I get it. I get that you want that cupcake. That cupcake would probably taste really amazing right now, but you know what? The cupcake is going to make you feel like crap tomorrow morning and it's not in alignment with our goals. And so let's just take a few deep breaths and see if it passes. I bet it will. Yeah. Wanna try it? <laughs> and it will spike so, your insulin, which ruins the plan. Like it will not yeah. allow your, your hormones to be balanced. Yeah, exactly. But that's exactly why we decondition the desire. So it's easier to do the no sugar, no flour as time goes on. Because you have to get those hormones thing, balanced. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Totally. And then the last tip I have, um, and I encourage, (laughs) I was going to say I make my clients, but I encourage my clients to do is to journal every single day. Um, So many of us think that we need outer accountability, but the practice of journaling every day starts to help you develop the skill of inner accountability. And I have my clients write down every single day their goal, every single day. Why? Why is that their goal? It must be a compelling reason. That reason can change day to day. It could be I want to look hot in a bikini. It could be, I want to pass down a really remarkable legacy to my daughter on what a healthy relationship with her body and food looks like. So again, you journal every day, you journal your goal, you journal your why, you journal what you ate, and then you journal your thoughts and your feelings, kind of like we were talking about earlier, where you do a a mind dump, a Marie Kondo on your brain, and just look at those thoughts. And um, that's that's pretty much it. Oh my gosh. So... Thank you so much for being here, for sharing these tools. I think you're amazing. Um, Having gone through weight loss and knowing a bit about what it's really like, you know, doing this process, like you just seem to know so much about it. And I want to thank you. It's such an honor to have you give this treat to my sweet listeners. Thank you. And thank you to all of you guys who listened today. If you want to just compliment Lara on her beautiful episode and all the help she just gave you for free, you can find her where? LaraConley.com. So it's L-A-U-R-A-C-O-N-L-E-Y.com. Yeah, C-O-N-L-E-Y. And you guys can... 
yeah, you can totally um, check me out over there. And if you guys do go to my website, make sure you sign up for the Facebook group that's linked on there so that you can continue to learn and get tips and tricks and Facebook lives and all kinds of fun community and challenges. Like we do all kinds of fun stuff. I love that. Totally. And if you guys are super interested, you know, there's also a link on there to book a free coaching consult. Um, But I know you can help with all this stuff too, Lizzie. No, I totally can. I think like if your negativity centers on weight loss and like all you care about is losing weight, like go just You'll have more fun with Lara that way. Um, But if you are like in postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety and weight loss is like on the agenda, but you can't really get there because you're floundering so much in your your mind in general, that's where I can help you. So what you could do is come work with me for my three months and then I could pass you off to Lara to, you know, once we get your mental health and your self-talk and kindness where it needs to be, then you'd be prepared for weight loss. But if you are like swimming in the most overwhelming negativity 24 seven, like losing weight can wait till later. Um, so that's kind of would be my suggestion in the order of events. That's exactly what I did. You guys, like I got my mental health in order with just generalized coaching, which there was no postpartum depression and anxiety expert. Thank you. That's why I'm here. You're welcome. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> But seriously, like I'm a gift to the world. No, I wish I would have had me. So it's lovely. But then, um, and then, so then once that's kind of up and running and the machine of your brain and your emotional life is healthy because we don't want to like die, you know, we don't want to hurt our children. So that's kind of number one. Then we can move to weight loss. And um, either way, you're going to be completely transformed. So both of us love you all so much. We're here out of the genuine goodness of our hearts. We want to help moms. We have a big heart for moms and we couldn't be more excited to connect and bring you this episode. So thank you, Laura. And I will put all of her information with her website in the show notes and we love you if you want to book a consult with me always it's in the show notes and you know where to find laura that'll be there too and until next week take care guys bye bye hey lizzie here if you've been struggling and you're ready for more help i want to invite you to book a consult with me i offer free hour-long consults where we go over what's not working your vision for the future of your motherhood and how i would help you given my tools and expertise To schedule your free consult, visit my booking page at go.oncehub.com forward slash Lizzie Langston. I fully believe that you can get to where you want to go. I'll see you on the consult. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.